Hello and welcome to the Should I Go See It podcast. I'm your host, Bill George. With me as always, AJ Rebecca. AJ, how you doing? Good. My face is melted from that <laughs> ripping solo. That's Who was righteous. that? Don know. Henley and the Eagles? I think. You can go your own way. That's Fleetwood Mac. <laughs> oh, that is Fleetwood Mac. That was Fleetwood Mac. Rhiannon. I don't know what that was. Fleetwood Mac. Uh, anyway, today we're talking about Seven Days in Entebbe. Uh, directed by Jose Padilla and starring Rosamund Pike and Daniel Bruhl. Mm. Uh, this is based on a true story. AJ, do you have the uh, synopsis? Yeah, inspired by the true events of the 1976 hijacking of an Air France flight en route from Tel Aviv to Paris in the most daring rescue mission ever attempted. I feel like that last line is used a lot in these type of movies. Yeah, a lot of most daring rescues <laughs> yeah, ever have occurred. Uh, well, we'll get into that. So, Bill, <laughs> should I go see it? No, uh, you don't need to see it in theaters for sure. Uh, it's more of a catch on HBO situation. Good airplane movie about an airplane hijack. If you're into that, <laughs> really, get the, really get the neighbor to left of you feeling a little. Yeah, getting a little, a little, get a little shaky. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> especially if you're just nodding yeah. the entire time. Um, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's definitely an interesting true story. Uh, so as you mentioned, it play, takes place in the '70s. Uh, which production designers making movies love that shit. Like it's 70s galore. Uh, an Air France plane is hijacked by Palestinian radicals that includes two Germans, uh, Rosamund Pike and Daniel Bruhl. Mm -hmm. They take them to Entebbe, Uganda. Um, they take the hostages to like uh, uh, the unused old part of the terminal from the airport and they demand that uh, Palestinian prisoners be freed from, from prison. Um, they were so being held in Israel? Or like being held across the world by okay. the West. So I, I have a question. Excuse my ignorance when it yep. comes to this event. Yep. Is how did it go? Why was Uganda picked as the place a plane was landed? Because they were, they got support from the Ugandan president. So the Palestinians were were in cohorts, cahoots, yeah. whatever, yep. with... Uganda. Yeah. So they're like, fuck it. We're going to bring them to Uganda. To yeah. As a place to go. Jesus. Christ. It also was a pretty good military decision in the sense that it was uh, far away from any other like Israeli strike force. Like that was part of the part of this movie is them trying to plan how to get there. And they're like, our forces are like thousands of miles away. How are we going to get there without being compromised? Like how are we going to try to rescue the people? Shit. So they, cool. so they right. go to the Uganda. Um, Israel actually does begin to negotiate, which is against their tradition. Usually never negotiate with terrorists, but Israel says, we'll, be, we'll negotiate. So the terrorists release a bunch of hostages in good faith, but they keep all the Jewish hostages. Oh, that's fucked up. I know. Um, and then eventually Israeli special forces launch a daring raid um, called Operation Thunderbolt, and they rescue essentially everybody and kill all the terrorists. It's, it's the tale of a successful rescue. Shit. Um, so yeah, it's an interesting story. It's so, an interesting true story. And it follows... Uh, Roseman Pike and Daniel Bruhl's characters as the journalists or like no, the Germans. You said, ger you said journalists. Are they journalists or are they Germans? No, they're Germans. Oh, so they're, they're, they're not even like, we don't have any fucking part in this. No, no, no. They're, they're terrorists. They're radicalized. They're with the Palestinians. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, no fucking way. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so there's a couple different stories happening concurrently that we jump between. So there's, you follow, they're the, really the main ones you follow. You also have a couple sort of sub stories about the French, uh, air, uh, the, the plane, the crew. Sure. Like they're in there with the hostages and they're trying to like 
sure. kind of help the hostages in terms of like keeping everybody calm. And then you have the Palestinian, excuse me, the Israeli prime minister and the Israeli defense minister, like trying to decide what to do. They're planning the operation. There's also a subplot about one of the, one of the soldiers who's training to be in the raid, one of like the Delta force, yeah. essentially, you know, for lack of a better phrase, the special forces subplot about him and his girlfriend, which is like kind of unnecessary. So there's a couple of different plots all weird that you're following. And does back it begin with how uh, Daniel Brühl and Rosamund Pike's character became radicalized or does it like do like an in media res of the plane getting hijacked and then jumps back to. Yes. Uh, yes. They flash back. Idiots. They flash back. Why do they got to do that? I don't know. It's every movie. And it's and it's especially frustrating because... I'm looking at Craig like it's Craig's fault. <laughs> it's especially frustrating because the movie does follow a... It's seven days in Entebbe. So it says, like, day one, here's the date. And, like, we follow the events of the day. And then, like, day two. And, like, you're like, oh, great. And then all of a sudden they do, like, flashbacks. And, like, wait, we just broke the entire structure of the chronological let's follow each day. Like, Yeah, that's stupid. It's It was... Yeah, there were a couple parts like that that were kind of frustrating. On the whole, the stuff that was around... The political intrigue of like, do we negotiate? Do we not negotiate? How does this look? Like they cut in real news footage, which sure. I love. Um, and the military aspect of like training for the mission. How, is the, how are we going to try to get them out? Do we go by land? Do we go by air? Like all of those things were phenomenal. Those aspects of the movie were great. I was super engrossed in the problem solving and what are we going to do and the historical aspect. All the human elements where they add some subplots and they do some more history and they focus on characters you don't need. Uh, they also like intercut, quote unquote, artistically between action and like dancing scenes because one of the soldiers' girlfriends is a dancer. And like, it's unnecessary. They try to do some weird stuff. If this was like a lean 90 minute rescue op movie, yeah, it would have been outstanding. But instead, they make it the two hour, you know, type of uh, prestige movie. So, I mean, I, I love movies like this. I loved Munich. I loved Argo that are are based on true events mm -hmm. and they're, 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 they're executed well that any person that doesn't have a political background yep. can understand it. And it gives you so much intrigue that afterwards you want to do a little bit more research. Like I remember researching more about the Olympics that year or what happened mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. with the, the background story that Argo was based off of. Like, how did you get involved in knowing the backstory of this? Like, is there a documentary that you could watch that has to do with this? Like a companion piece? Like, for example, I, Tanya had the prize of gold and then they right, did like the right. 30 for 30 right. on that as well. Like, where can I get more background into it? Like... Yeah, I mean, this one came a little out of nowhere for me. Um, I don't even remember having really heard too much about these events. So for me, it was mostly looking online, honestly, like just mm -hmm. kind of reading up. Uh, there, In that research, I did find that there are at least two or three other movies about this event. Okay. From But they're from you know the 80s. There's like a made-for-TV one. There's like a couple different ones called Operation Thunderbolt, which I think okay. is an infinitely better name because that's the name of the actual operation. Um so there are other uh, pieces of media about this event in particular. Okay. I, but it is it is one of those movies where it's when it's based on a true story and the true story is so intriguing that I would almost rather have watched a, a really good documentary about sure. it. Um, especially when they cut in news footage and things like that, which I always want more of that. I'm like, oh, yeah. this is what actually happened. Like, show me that. I don't mm -hmm. need this dramatization where these hostage takers are, you know, waxing philosophically about what, whether, whether what they're doing is right or not yeah. at night while the hostages are asleep. Like that type of dramatization stuff I could kind of do without. Uh, any other movies that you would recommend instead? I mean, you mentioned the two big ones, which is Argo and Munich. 
both uh, Argo's another historical hostage rescue movie. Uh, it also won Best Picture. And then Munich does uh, has similar themes in terms of the Israeli-Palestinian conflict. Sure. Um, and is much more interesting and thrilling and, and all those things. So yeah, this is, if you catch us on HBO, like it's it's an interesting story and you'll probably be pretty pleased, but it's not, you don't need to rush out and see it. That's for, that's for darn sure. Cool. Thanks, Bill. Thank you for listening to the Should I Go See It podcast. Please make sure to follow on Instagram at Should I Go See It. Fleetwood Mac. Oh, that was also Fleetwood Mac? Do you know the, the album Rumors is about her literally blowing everybody in the dry state <laughs> area? I did know that, actually. It's a well-documented fact. Uh, anyway, <laughs> shifting from the classic rock to uh, the film at hand <laughs> that features it. You're right? You with me? But he gets going. I, yeah. All right. <laughs> the real question. Is he going to keep that in or is he going to cut it? We'll find out.